0: Absolute Radio Country is filled with the best sounds from Nashville 24 hours a day. But even we can't fit in everything. You'll find a full story right here. This is Country Music Talk, the podcast that takes you behind the scenes of the world of country music.
1: We love bringing you the biggest names from the world of country music here on the podcast, so thank you for listening. Remember to subscribe if you haven't already and that way you'll never miss an episode. And if you're in the UK, you can listen to Absolute Radio Country live and enjoy the no-repeat guarantee. It's our promise to never play the same song twice during your work day between nine to five monday to friday right on with the podcast
0: this is the country music talk podcast from absolute radio country
1: it's Ashley radio country i'm balen leonard and today i'm joined by a singer songwriter who began her career auditioning for american idol oh Mm -hmm. i bet you got stories to tell about that Mm -hmm. Uh, before she moved to nashville she got herself a big old fancy pants record deal and she has went on to share the stage with some of country music's biggest names from opening for garth brooks Mm -hmm. i mean hello uh, in front of sixty thousand fans to performing at the acm awards and singing the national anthem Mere days ago at the Tennessee Titans game in London, Brooke Eden. hello.
2: What an intro.
1: It's so great to have you here. I I saw you a few days ago. You literally just landed.
2: I had, yes. I was so jet lagged and now I'm (laughs) on London time. All
1: right. You're here now. You're good. You're good. So you've settled in, but you've been really busy since I saw you. It was only a few days ago and you've done so much since then, including singing the national anthem at the Tennessee Titans game. I mean, that's pressure.
2: It, I know. There, I didn't find out until the next day, thank God. But it was 63,000 people That's a that were people. there. And then it was but televised. But you've done that before.
1: I mean, 60,000 with Garth. You're like, oh, 63,000. <laughs> that one
2: wasn't televised <laughs> okay, to yeah, America right. and the Brits. So it was everywhere. So yeah, it was like, you know, just a tiny bit of pressure. No, it was honestly so much fun. I mean, to get to represent America in London next to Jordan Harvey, who's my friend, who Played the the British anthem. It was just like yeah,
1: and he gave it a bit of the. Oh, 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 oh. Did you did you give it a bit of oh, oh, oh. I feel like
2: I'm more like soulful little bit you <laughs> did know. you have
1: to do acapella as well
2: yes i always sing at acapella there's
1: nothing to hide behind there no, is there no
2: you just like you want a
1: big old marching band with you is what you want
2: that would be sick mm. yeah we um should commission that for the next time <laughs> a big marching <laughs> for the, band for the next time
1: you're singing the national anthem in, <laughs> yeah, in front of sixty-three thousand exactly, people exactly
2: exactly uh
1: it's one of those songs right like uh you know as americans we grow we grow up we know those words now i've been a brit now for over two decades and so i I think I know the words to God save the king. But I think that if I had to stand up and do that in front of people, it's one of those things that you suddenly go, do I know the words to this? Did you have that moment?
2: I have that moment every single time (laughs) I am about to sing this song specifically. right? Because the words that are in our national anthem are not words that we use in our normal vocabulary every day. You know, like the perilous fight. I
1: actually use that a lot. You use
2: perilous fight a lot? Are you you a dangerous fighter? (laughs) (laughs)
1: Frequently. But yeah, I know what Um, you're saying. It's it's like, even though it's something that we've grown up with and it's kind of ingrained in us. You can overthink things, right? In general.
2: Yes. And what I've realized is I cannot think about the words. I just have to sing it because what is ingrained in my DNA will come out, but if whatever is in my head, like if I overthink it, all of a sudden I'm like, what is the next word? Uh So I just can't think, which is also terrifying to like... It's
1: a weird... I think it's a fine line, this stuff, between not overthinking stuff and getting too comfortable. Because Mm -hmm. I always find, and obviously I've never done anything like that, but um, just in general life works, sometimes doing a radio show. Sometimes when I think like... (laughs) I I got this. this. That's when it all goes wrong. So it's this weird balance between kind of not overthinking it, trusting yourself, and, you know, being a a little bit aware and in the room.
2: Absolutely. It is that exact balance.
1: Enough about national anthems because the national anthem is not on your new EP, Outlaw Love, sadly. (laughs) It is not. We do have four really amazing, quite personal empowering songs so i mean when i saw the title yeah i instantly thought like i get it i know what she's doing here Mm. um but i would much rather you tell us kind of how it came to be for you
2: Yeah, so for five years, I had to stay in the closet um, with my relationship just because of, like, country music and where it was at the time.
1: In your whole life or just in country music? Like, were you Um, out, like, you know, to friends and family? I was
2: out to very, like, my very trusted circle of friends and family.
1: But certainly in the industry and in country music you were
2: Yeah and like a lot of people in the industry knew just because like people knew me and they knew Hillary and like honestly our our chemistry like um, somebody said like you could cut it with a knife. Like we have chemistry so it was kind of hard to keep quiet. We're in love. We look at each other with googly eyes but (laughs) you know we're like somebody give me sunglasses. We're so happy for you. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah so because I we had to be in the closet for five years, you know, we came out two and a half years ago, and I think that two and a half years ago when I put out my first EP after coming out, I was just excited to be invited in the room. Mm. You know, I was just excited to be there. And I felt like it was really important for me at this point to put out an EP that kind of told the story from the beginning to where we are now, from the beginning of our relationship to where we are now. And I do feel like there have been a lot of um, people who love country music in the States who felt like they were kind of oust once they realized that they were gay. And so I think that my biggest responsibility was, how do I do this without getting kicked out, number one? So that was kind of like okay, check. We're not kicked out. Cool. Yeah, we're still a. in the family. Yep. Yeah. And then B was to create a space, a safe space, and to be that representation in country music, and to write songs where they could see their stories as well. Yeah, and it's so, important
1: for people to be able because it's important for people to be able to see themselves. And also, yes. one of the great things about art and whether it's country music or any form of art is yeah. it being. Sometimes quite personal, specific stories, but that become universal that people can relate to. You know, you can Absolutely. write about something that is so specific, and there's somebody out there that's going to relate to it in their own way.
2: What I think has been so crazy is that the last song on the EP is called All My Life. And I wrote that specifically for mine and my wife's first dance song at our wedding. And Did you
1: sing it? For the, you didn't sing it for the first dance, did you?
2: Oh, I would... Not that's multitasking chance. on a whole no, other level. no, 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 no. I <laughs> okay. uh, recorded it for our first dance. I would not have been able to get through it. I was literally <laughs> sobbing like our entire first dance. Like, it's just like the most overwhelmingly incredible feeling of like all of your your friends and family supporting you. We had 150 people who flew um, from all over the States to Mexico to to be at our wedding with us. So it was just the most incredible feeling and I know I sobbed. But um, what's been so amazing is how many people have taken a song that was so personal to me and my wife. And have used it as their first dance songs now. And so something that I thought was like so intrinsically just me. Mm. All of these other people are now using it for their first dance songs. And it's so intrinsically them.
1: Yeah, it's such a lovely thing. You must feel so good about that. It's just so cool. Sharing something that personal in the world. Not just that song, but the, the whole EP and kind of everything that you've done since I've become aware of you. It must feel initially quite scary in some sort of way to to share so much.
2: Yeah, honestly, I think that because I wasn't able to share for such a long time, I am now just like, You're like, here, have it. Here it
1: is, take Here it. Here I
2: am, and here's my story, yeah.
1: But you know what you're saying about people taking that song and it becoming their song? Yeah. I mean, in some sort of ways, that's what gay people have had to do in the reverse forever. I mean, you know, you grow up with straight movies and straight love songs that yes. you kind of adapt in your own way, and they mean something to you. And um, I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I'm saying that kind of supports this theory of art is art. Absolutely. And people can relate to it. You've been called a torchbearer for inclusion in country music, uh-huh. which is a... a Brilliant title, but that also comes with, I would imagine, a little bit of weight on your shoulders, because there must be some days where you're just like, I just want to like sing and be happy. I don't want to have to kind of fight this fight every
2: day. Yeah. I mean, there are definitely days. I mean, luckily, I have my wife by my side. He's always- Is she in the business? She So we met because she worked at my record label. So she's always been on the business side of the music business. See, this is the thing.
1: Country music is so much more, I mean, obviously it's getting more diverse kind of in the spotlight now, thank God. And yes. I don't just mean gay people, I mean people of color and yes. uh, every kind of minority that you can think of. Thankfully, we're, they're being embraced more on stage and, and on radio and things like that. But mm-hmm. behind the scenes, country music is so diverse.
0: It is. And
1: I always found it to be a little bit of a frustration that A, more artists don't speak out about diversity. um, And B, a lot of the artists that you actually think don't embrace diversity in a way that you would want them to, you look at their teams and you're like, why are you not speaking out more?
2: Yeah, I think it's so hard because everything... life is such cancel culture right now Yeah, and so if you say anything against the grain it's hard I think that the only like saving grace that I have is like what I'm fighting for are like my actual human rights so if you're gonna go against me and my human rights like I will go like we can talk about that you know and so I I think that when when human rights get involved that's when things are going to kind of be able to turn around and once they start hearing people's stories they'll be like oh wow you're just like me yeah. and I think that that's what's the most important thing about you know visibility and representation in country music is people being able to tell their stories and that's what art does
1: yeah I mean one of the things that we re- really strive for on on Absolute Radio Country and, and on my shows as well is showing the diversity of country music you know and gender equality as yeah. well because people talk about how hard it is to kind of have have gender equality or to have artists of color or to have, you know, artists of different sexualities. It's actually not hard if you look and you put in a little bit of the work because there's loads of those artists making music that is really good music. And it's not about like box ticking or or being uh, tokenistic or something. It's about actually finding good music that isn't necessarily the easy road. That might not have the biggest machine behind them and amplifying it. But it is out there, yeah. And if you have any way to like kind of lift it up and give it a platform, then I think it's a shame if you don't.
2: Absolutely. And thank uh, you for doing what you do.
1: I'm just hanging. It's good. <laughs> I'm just hanging. You're welcome. Uh, let's talk about Garth Brooks and Trisha Yearwood. Was it the Grand Ole Opry that you and Trisha? did that thing that (laughs) that just everybody was like hold on and um, also really showed herself to be such an ally so it must not have been long after you had kind of came out
2: so i came out in i don't know winter of like early winter of 2021 so like january february of 2021 got engaged in may of 2021 we moved quickly and uh trisha called me got a, me, cat,
1: settled got a in. cat
2: the u-haul was in the front <laughs> <laughs> and um trisha called me at the beginning of june of 2021 and you and- knew her already yes i knew her already um i knew her and garth already
1: has she ever made your cake
2: she she made us dinner the other night (gasps) and it was absolutely fabulous i
1: bet it was it was
2: just so good i think that it was potatoes that i was eating and i'm like how did you make potatoes taste this delicious and she was like butter she can do anything But, yeah, it was the craziest phone call that I had ever gotten because we knew each other, but we had, I'd never spoken to them about, like, my music. Right. Like, that's not what I was there for, you know? Like, we would be hanging out at a party or something like that, and, like, we are just hanging out. So I got the phone call in June. Trisha was like, hey, you know my song, She's In Love With A Boy? Um, I have always had people come up to me for the last 30 years and say, hey, don't tell anyone but I sing He's In Love With The Boy or I sing She's In Love With The Girl and I've always wanted to honor those fans in some way. I sing Country
1: Boy, shake it for me.
2: Country Boy, shake it for me. (laughs) (laughs) It's like the opera version. But yeah, it was like the coolest thing and she was like will you change the words to she's in love with the girl with me on the Grand Ole opera stage and it was just like the most mind-blowing moment because to have someone as iconic as trisha is in country music mm. want to make that statement and stand on that platform and stand on that hill it was just such an incredible feeling. And then also, I was like, does the Opry know about this? Yeah. You know? And she was like, yeah, there we're all ready for it. And that was just such an incredible moment because, like you said, you know— in the past, you kind of got ousted from country music if you were coming out. And I felt like this was just such this like stake in the ground of no, we're not going backwards. We're moving forwards.
1: And also for somebody like Trisha, it makes it okay for people who might not think it's okay for them to think it's okay.
2: Absolutely, think
1: it's okay if that yeah. makes sense. You it know, total like sense. it makes the, like a, a generation that grew up with Trisha, mm-hmm. or you know, uh, that that are older than us, um, who might be going. Mm, I mean, I've been told this is wrong all along, and yeah. you know, will my bridge club think I'm bad? If you know, it it makes it okay for people to go. Oh yeah. Tricia thinks it's okay.
2: Totally. Why can't
1: I think it's okay?
2: Totally. And she told her whole story on the Opry stage of getting engaged. And also she said something that was so poignant to me. She said, we can't just say love is love. We have to mean it. Yeah. And her doing that was just such a stance for allyship in country music. And I think that was what was really cool was she really took that stance and I think invited other iconic country artists to kind of do the same
1: well long may it continue and may there be more people like you in country music Outlaw Love is the EP we love it we're going to play something from it now uh, are you going to come back to the UK real soon
2: I sure as hell hope so come on back Brook Eden <laughs> we'll see you soon see you soon the country music
0: talk podcast from Absolute Radio Country an in-depth look behind the scenes at the world of country music
1: thanks for listening to the podcast we'll have another dropping soon for y'all So don't forget to keep it country.
0: If you enjoy the Country Music Talk podcast, chances are you'll also enjoy Absolute Radio Country. It's the place where real music matters. And we love country music just as much as you do. You'll find us online on the free Absolute Radio app on digital radio throughout the UK. Or just ask your smart speaker to play Absolute Radio Country.